Hey, welcome back to Antioch Tulsa's Relational Values. We are getting into wholehearted authenticity, and it is good to have you. I got Rachel Crawley in studio with me. Woo, hello. Welcome in, Rachel. <laughs> Thank just, you. Just had a long convo with your uh, significant other. Yeah, he is significant. Yeah, he is significant. Passionate dude. Um, but Rachel, uh, she moved, jumped in, uh, uh, come back to, to Tulsa in June this year or July. Mm-hmm. July. Um, she had been a part of uh, another Antioch a couple hours away and her and her husband thought it was a good idea to follow Jesus into building this whole Antioch Tulsa. And so Rachel, thank you for being here. It's a pleasure. I appreciate you, uh, not just choosing to trust us, but kind of come back to home and, yeah. um, you know, really choose Jesus. And as we're getting into wholehearted authenticity today, uh, I've been greatly encouraged and challenged by your authenticity with God. Well, and so, you. yeah, excited to get into it. Um, all right. As with all of our values, uh, Jesus is the centerpiece. This is how he has, what we see in scripture, how he's relating. And so the way we have narrowed in wholehearted authenticity is this right here. We bring our hearts and perspectives into our relationships. And so, Rachel, I'd love to hear from you kind of just in the last six, nine months as we've been using this language, how have um, you been challenged and how has this value been Mm -hmm. in your life? Yeah. Um, Well, I think it's it's been one of the more significant ones for me. And I feel like before we even covered it in our, um, the like sessions that we've had over the various values, it was one that I felt like the Lord was inviting me to jump into pretty early on. Um, I think because I'm kind of naturally fairly guarded and untrusting. Um, so, um, yeah, so I think there was a, there was a significant, there has been a really significant change in, my like trust levels moving up, like regardless of people having proven their trust to me or not. Um, I think the, the biggest, um, well, where it had to start for me was in learning to like trust the father. So beginning with being wholeheartedly authentic with God, like in like showing my own weaknesses and my own like questions and doubts and fears and also the things I'm really excited about or you know like just being myself with God um and like as he's responded to me which we say like wholeheartedly authentic I think it can be a really scary thing to do to like actually like step out because you have to trust and if for me that wasn't like an innate it's just not been an innate thing for me to like immediately trust even God or like Jonathan, my husband. Um, so anyway, as I've like basically just in spending time with God and revealing to him, like he already knows what's inside, but actually making the choice choice of like, I want to show what's in me to you intentionally. Um, and then every time I've been met by like acceptance that like is profound and so then, then to be authentic with people, I think there's, there's a place of security that you have to have before like being authentic with people, security, regardless of whether they accept or reject you. Totally. So by being accepted by the father first, that, that gives so much security in like who I am and like letting him speak to me about who 
he says that I am, and it's always a good thing. Yeah. Um, so we we uh, we had hit this Matt and I when we were talking about hopeful expectation of the starting point of these relational values is essentially what are you expecting from God mm. mm-hmm. and what you're describing. I think the way you said it is how I treat people or even how I treat God irregardless of if they've proven themselves to me. Mm-hmm. Like, am I going to choose to bring all of myself or am I going to guard myself and wait and see if that's really trustworthy? Yeah. And so I hear you saying over the last six months, it's really been rooted in, hey, I'm going to choose to bring my heart to God. Mm-hmm. And that has really kind of unlocked all your relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it does come back to hopeful expectation so much as well in that hopeful expectation is the expectation that there's a good God like mm. with you. And so to expect like, okay, when I bring my whole self to God, he's good. And every time is not going to meet me with like anger or, you know, that's just not part the things that aren't part of his character. I have to trust that he actually will meet me in his character. Yeah. Even when, your behavior might have caused the miss. Mm-hmm. He's still good. Mm-hmm. Right. Even when I didn't practice uh, maybe honor with my significant other, mm-hmm. I can still go back to God and he actually helps me sort out what caused that. Right. That's awesome. Um, well, I how as you have uh, uh, been in this, as we've been building this in our culture, uh, how have you seen this in the life of Jesus? Yeah, there's two, like, really significant, I guess, story. I don't know what I really want to call them stories, but moments in Jesus' life. The first one is when Lazarus has died and the verse is just simply Jesus wept. And I think um, part of wholehearted authenticity for me is, like, is embracing and, like, expressing emotion even if I know that it doesn't line up with like what my head knows is true, I still have like whatever emotion X, Y, Z thing it is. Um, so with Jesus, like knowing that it's all, you know, like all will come right in the end. And maybe he did, maybe he didn't know that Lazarus would be resurrected, but regardless, like knowing what he did about, you know, humanity, he's still like paused and like embraced the emotion of grief and Mm. embraced the emotion of like what, the people around him, his friends were experiencing too. Um, and so that's been really significant with, with basically when emotions don't line up with what is true, it is still like allowed <laughs> to like express and feel those emotions. Um, and then a, a second scenario or scene in Jesus's life is, um, in the garden before he's crucified. Um, he has like these interactions with his disciples and as he's praying, there's just such a, like, like he expresses like grief. He expresses like anxiety and dread. And I think that feels significant because like obedience to God doesn't mean like this, like unfeeling, like somber duty, you know, like you can, talk to your father about like, I feel (laughs) like I can't do this or, you know, like here's what's happening inside of me. I want you to be part of this. I want to be known by you, God. Um, and he wants to know you and he doesn't, he's not just asking for this, like, I don't know. He's not just 
you know, like banging a hammer and, and expecting things from us. He actually wants to be in it with us. And so that's, that's what I see in, in how Jesus interacted with God. There. Yeah, that is such a, uh, I mean, that a whole another conversation is why emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if we're creating the image of God, well, I think that means God is an emotional being. Yeah. And then when you take that through our own humanistic perspective, it can get weird. But as you look at it in the life of Jesus, well, he was the exact representation of the Father. Mm-hmm. And so putting himself, not like on display, like he's modeling it, but just being himself. Like I even imagine Mary Magdalene and uh, um, the story with Lazarus. Was it Mary Magdalene? Whose brother's Lazarus? I don't, the Mary whose brother. The Mary whose brother is Lazarus. And she goes, I, I feel like in that text she references that like he is God. Mm. And I'm like, wow, at some point the disciples are catching that he's the Christ, mm-hmm. like he's the Messiah. And then they still witness the emotional aspect of like Jesus's authenticity. Mm. And I'm like, what? What is the benefit of that? Mm-hmm. And in my experience, you know, it's one thing, like generally emotions help me trust people more. But I wonder if that's like, in some ways, can you trust someone that doesn't <laughs> show themselves in an emotional sense? Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know, it kind of messes with me a little bit. Yeah. Um, what are a, a few maybe relationships that as you have um, brought your authentic self to God like how has that played out in some of your relationships over the last six months yeah I think the first place I started seeing it just like manifest was with Jonathan um and really with (laughs) it I don't know if this is like well anyway with um like expressing that I love him or, you know, like expressing that, like, I am really excited about this thing that you just did or, you know, like that I really like whatever thing about you because I don't know. I I don't, I have not been able to like correctly or (laughs) analyze my brain on this, but like, why is it that I was so guarded against like, you know, I, I think it just comes as a whole when you're trying to like hide part of yourself, you inevitably end up hiding a lot more of yourself than you're trying to. Um, so in trying to hide my own like flaws or like, you know, just things that I don't like about myself, I'm also like putting my whole self behind a wall. And so that includes the things that I want to like be able to express that I really like this thing about you, but it, I don't know, it just comes as a package deal, I think. So, um, he's, he's mentioned how it's been blessing him as well to like, that I actually like say with words, the things that I like about Mm. him. And, and I'm more excited to do that too, where it doesn't feel like, um, I think maybe it all kind of comes also to the like idea of duty has to be, or like, you know, doing what you should do has to be unfeeling and not happy. And so if I know that I like want to and should love my husband well, then I feel like I have to do it very somberly (laughs) instead of like, no, I really enjoy this life with you. So that's one example. Um, well, I want, I want to zero in on that. I, yeah. think, I think there's, that's so good. But you're referencing when I am internally holding part of myself back, I then am also limiting what I can offer. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? I Yeah, totally. And so it starts in our relationship with God. When I limit myself, then my capacity 
to be authentic, but to really love and be in connection with someone I want to be, Mm -hmm. my husband, a good friend, whoever, it's almost limited Mm -hmm. because there's an aspect of yourself you're holding back. Mm -hmm. And it's almost impossible to offer that in relationship. Yeah. Right? Is that that kind of what you're saying? Absolutely. Yeah. It just goes hand in hand. And as much as like you can try to like only show the positive parts of you, but the reality is you're a whole person and everything's connected to everything else, you know? It makes sense looking at the life of Jesus, why he was always pulling off to pray, Mm. at least according to Luke's gospel. And the idea of what he was doing all night. Like I've tried to pray all night and it can be pretty hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not like I'm that spiritual. You know, 20 minutes in and you're falling asleep. Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing there was an element where Jesus was fully offering himself again to the Father. Mm. Like being authentic, coming off some of these probably highly emotional encounters. Yeah. Where he was needing it in order to be in relationship with anyone mm-hmm. <laughs> around him. Mm-hmm. But no, I think that's so good, like being authentic and fully offering yourself to God first is actually what enables us to offer ourselves in a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. So, Cole, I interrupted you. Was it was it, you were going to share another one? Um, well, I think with um, with Jonathan, that's been he's you know my closest human relationship probably. I think with my family too, though. Um, I don't I. That one is harder for me to come up with like a specific, here's a moment that I was yeah, like yeah. wholeheartedly authentic. But I think in in just some hard things that have come up in our family recently, um, there's like to not, to go first in being authentic with people. And maybe Ooh. I wasn't going first. This was maybe my perception. But like it truly unlocks people to like, to share what's in them too. And so it's not even like setting an example. It's really just creating a safe place. It's like if I'm, I don't know, I think there is really something significant about I'm going to like open myself up to you and like take a risk with you. And then like that causes people to feel safe. And so I've seen, I don't know, just like places of my, some of my family members' hearts that seem like they've been um, opened up or unlocked, or maybe I've been like privileged to see something that other people haven't. Um, and I don't think it's really cause I'm special at all. Like, I don't know. I've been like, why? <laughs> but I think part of it really is just like when you're available for people, then they become, they feel safer around you. So. No, that's, I, I think a huge deal. Um, as, as we talk about these values, it's easy to look at them like in our own strength. Oh, I am going to go and be authentic Mm. and then I'm going to prove it by this one encounter Mm. and what I hear you describing specifically with your your extended family is as you've been being authentic with God bringing yourself it's it's created a mode of relationship Mm. where you are just consistently Mm. choosing to be authentic by proxy creating this culture where people can respond and like and in a sense you are hosting God Mm when you do that Mm -hmm. because he's the one that is indwelling inside of us he's the one bringing conviction he's the one empowering everything on our lives and this idea of hosting him i think a significant piece that you're describing is this internal posture of authenticity where you're not 
afraid of yourself Mm. or like I'm too much or I'm not enough or I'm doing it wrong or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Like the only solution is God. Mm. Like there's nothing you can do to fix yourself for your family to understand you. Right. Like that will never happen. Right. We're all pretty weird. Yeah. (laughs) Some of us more than others, but. Yeah, right. (laughs) Anyways, whole heart authenticity. Um, Well, as you're describing this and um, if there's someone listening that's like, oh, I want to practice wholehearted authenticity, what would you say is a good starting point they could begin implementing this week? Yeah. Well, I'll just share kind of what my journey has been, and it's going to be different for different people. I think just the nature of being authentic is that it's whatever is, absolutely. you know, like what is specific to you. Um, but for me, I, journaling has been helpful in my life just cause I think a lot better when I'm writing something down, you know, like, I don't know, I, I think along one train of thought more easily. Um, but, but I think there's been so much maybe perfectionism or expectation on myself around that, like that's just been built up over time. So I kind of just like let myself go free on journaling with the Lord of like, here's here's exactly what's in my brain right now. It might actually not go in a straight line. We might jump around a ton. My handwriting probably won't look very good because I'm writing really fast or, you know, like, I don't know, the words aren't fully put together before I say them. Um, so, so I think that's where it started with me of like being authentic with, with the father first. And, um, it's been really, I feel like I have felt so connected in like the just pure mess of my, like, journaling and and without any expectations on it um so i think an invitation would be maybe maybe journaling is how you relate to god or maybe like my husband likes to go be in nature and that's how he really hears god the best um so whatever it is like take off the preconceived notions of how something should be about how you relate to god and really just like here's what's in me organically however it comes out and then just like I think that's part one but an equally important part is like waiting and like letting him respond to you and like experiencing his response of like acceptance of you and and also like I mean yeah he'll speak in in however like in the language that you hear um and his response is always love. So actually waiting for him to respond and not just like moving on, like, okay, I was really open and that was uncomfortable and now I'm moving on, you know? So. Yeah. yeah, That's awesome. So, so what I hear you saying is, as we're wanting to put this into practice, um, start with your relationship with God. Mm. And for you, it's been journaling. Um, but it could be, you know, speaking, singing, whatever, however, however you pour your heart out Mm -hmm. or relate your heart. And I hear you saying, essentially set apart some time and do what you can to get everything out that is inside of you. Mm -hmm. Anything that's bothering you, any concerns, anything that's exciting. Uh, But don't move on and like wait for him. Mm. Like don't just move on. Yeah. Like don't do it for 20 minutes and then be done. Right. Yeah. So maybe block out an hour this week and try and intentionally sit, pour your heart out. Or run or walk or right. however you do it. Right. Um, but essentially wait on him. Mm-hmm. And the nature of God is love. He's perfectly faithful. He never abandons us. Mm. And so let him be God. Yeah, absolutely. And ideally, 
this value will begin coming out then in relationship. Yeah. Is that true? Yes. I think it flows so easily from that that point. Yeah. Even to go out and try and force yourself to be authentic. It's not authentic. <laughs> no. It's the opposite. Right. It's like you're like grit your teeth and bear it. And even with people we want to be, it's like somehow we don't have the ability to right. even like know ourselves. Yes. Like it uh-huh. makes sense that the creator uh, is the one that can actually help us understand ourselves, unlock us yeah. and make us relatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really challenged by how Jesus was always getting off and praying. Mm. Cause I look at that, like such through this religious duty, like I'm going to go pray. Meh. Yeah. But I think what he was doing was communing yeah. with the father. Mm. Like, I don't know. I think that's what I want. Mm. Uh, awesome. Well, Rachel, thanks for being authentic. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks Truly, for, it's been great. for bringing yourself. It's been a delight to, uh, you know, be six months into this adventure we call church. Yeah, absolutely. It's been something. <laughs> uh, well, for everyone uh, uh, joining us, thank you so much for being here. Enjoy wholehearted authenticity. And uh, we'll see you at the next episode. Bye. Bye.